This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. What a Father's Day special week. I just am so amazed at what God does. <laughs> As we not only, you, uh, you might imagine since it's Father's Day, we might hit you with some dad jokes, just saying. <laughs> I know you wouldn't be shocked at that, but, you know, one of the neat things is, is, I, I, is God has put us in communities. And in those communities, um, we see fruit, right? And, and, and if somebody had met Stu Epperson back in the late 90s, um, he would have also, if he'd gone around with him, he'd have come to a Christian Businessmen's Committee meeting. At what point in time you would have met Adam Draper and you would have met Robbie Dilmore. So we we have been friends literally in a similar community with Bill Mixon and, and some other guys um, for years and years and years. So one of those fathers I have with me today has this other um, community that's called Hop, I understand. I never heard it referred to as that, but I'm told it's the house of prayer and they call it Hop. I love that. I'm sure they've incorporated IHOP somehow. But anyway, so we got Adam Draper, Brian Kimsey, and Tom Barron, who's actually the president of the house of prayer. He's been there 15 years now. Tom, welcome. Thank you. Tom, 15 years and countless men's lives that have been touched. For those who don't know, the house of prayer Deals with folks that have got addiction issues, right? Yeah, that's correct. It would help if I... I know why the problem is I didn't have his mic on. He said that's correct for those who wondered. <laughs> I've got your mic on, Adam. Yeah, so my you, mic is always on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. But yeah, Tom, it's... it's what. Well, as you think back over those 15 years, what, what were, I, I'm not, I was wondering, what did you do before you joined the House of Prayer? Well, actually, I was a pastor at a church um, that we rented the chapel at the House of Prayer. And, uh, but we, I wasn't involved with the House of Prayer. We just happened to rent that chapel. And, and uh, it was called the Mustard Seed Fellowship. It was a great little church, um, wonderful group of people. And then uh, um, they all grew up. <laughs> they, and they all went out and did their own thing. And, and, but in the process, I w- got familiar with the House of Prayer and went on the board. And, uh, and at the time, the, uh, the board was actually trying to make a decision on what to do with House of Prayer. Uh, maybe close it down. Really? Uh, yeah, just because it was kind of starting to wane off a little bit. And uh, so we took some time. We fasted. We prayed. And the Lord gave us a whole fresh vision to... to revitalize it and uh, resuscitate it and get it going again in a new way. Wow, so we get to hear about all the fruit of that today. But, you know, since it's the house of prayer, you knew this was coming, right? Speaking of prayer. 
the 60s <laughs> that's that was it adam that's how it goes so you know this this this, this sad i missed that Rob. right you, you may have wondered how do pirates you know when they pray how did they start out have you ever wondered about that christian with an r <laughs> yeah our father. <laughs> Could you say really, our Arr. father? <laughs> Ask all the irate pirate. How about this one? Do you ever wonder what Muslims, uh, what they, the call to early prayer wakes them up in the morning? I don't know if you knew that. They, they call that an alarm clock. <laughs> oh yes, that's a dead joke. Don't you think, Brian? Alarm clock, yeah. And you may wonder. I know I have. Where do Russian Muslims go to pray? No idea. Where do they go? They go to the mosque. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let's see if I can pull this one off. I'm really hoping I can because I like the joke a lot. From where do Imperial Stormtroopers say their prayers? Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Help. Uh, for you Star Wars fans out there. And the priest, of course, began to water his garden. He bowed his head and began to pray. You might have heard this one. Let us spray. Let us spray. Yeah. Brian. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a dead joke if you ever heard one and um godly you know he finally answered my prayer for the 15 million dollar lottery the answer was no <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll we'll kind of end this round with you know how does a jamaican cloak we talked about how a pirate starts his prayer our father but how about the jamaican how does he close his prayer I'm on. <laughs> oh, that's just bad. <laughs> so which dad in the Bible? There's a question that you're wondering about, right? Which dad in the Bible prayed for a dad bod so he could be a father figure? If you know the answer to that one, you call 866-348-7884. Which dad in the Bible prayed for a dad bod so he could be a father figure. You're looking at me like you're puzzled. This is not hard. This is actually easy. Just think of fathers in the Bible. Like some of them had many sons and, and all that, you know, come on. 866-348. But if they can guess that hard quiz, apparently. Mm. <laughs> Christian, tell them what they'll win. Robbie, they're going to win a fabulous family four-pack to the Winston-Salem Dash this uh, this evening, actually. <laughs> Uh, June twenty first against the Hudson Valley Renegades. Sorry, that's not this evening. Unless we've gone into the time machine. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not the twenty first. I think that's Tuesday night. This coming Tuesday night, all you have to do is call in and tell us which dad in the Bible prayed for a dad bod so he would be a father figure. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six. Three for truth. And so we got to get to our third member of the House of Prayer, the IHOP team. 
because you know you is Brian, and Brian, I understand that you have a story. A little bit. Um, I came to the uh, House of Prayer back in 2016, and then I came back about two and a half years ago. I met the Lord in 16 and uh, went back to East Tennessee where I was from, and uh, I just uh, I wasn't there yet. You know, it just uh, – so I came back to the House of Prayer. I've been here, uh, like I said, for two and a half years. I'm the house manager now. Really? And, uh, and the Lord's just blessed me beyond measure. Restoration, family, friends. Uh, if you'd have given me a piece of paper a few years ago and asked me what I wanted out of life, I would have cut myself short. I'd have been, I'd have felt like I was asking for too much. I'd have been being greedy. But it says uh, exceedingly and abundantly more than we can imagine, and He's done it. And he keeps doing it every day, and it's uh, it's a great thing. Well, take us back to where's where does this story start? Um, well, I've uh, I just lived my own life until I was forty six years old. I'd done it my way and um, um, was able to make money and dig myself out of holes and pits when I got in them, and then I finally got in so deep I couldn't get out. And I came to the House of Prayer in 16 um, to get out of trouble, to get my mom off my back and a piece of paper to take in front of a judge. I came for all the wrong reasons. The Lord didn't see it that way. I got leveled, baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I'm curious, East Tennessee, so I'm guessing that's Knoxville or somewhere in that area? 40 miles east, Morristown. 40 miles east. Wow, on your way to Knoxville. Yeah. And... And so, wow, when we come back, we're going to hear the rest of the story. (laughs) And more from Tom and Adam. And what a Father's Day celebration. And I can't believe nobody's called in yet about my dad bod. I mean, he's a father figure. When you think in the Bible, come on now, 866-348-7884. The Dash Game, Tuesday night on the 21st. It's going to be exciting. Dashing, they won't be through the snow, but maybe through if it hails again, they'll be dashing through the hail. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion. And uses it to build the kingdom on this special Father's Day where we've got the folks with the house of prayer with us. We got Brian Kimsley and Kimsey, I gotta say that right, and Adam Draper and Tom Barron. And we got much to go in that. But before we get back to Brian's story, when we left our hero, we gotta get to Kayla, who is in Wahlberg, and she knows who had the dad bod, right? That was trying to be the father figure. So Kayla, <laughs> you're on Kingdom Pursuits. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, we, Kayla, I understand you may be related to one of our guests. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I like that. And you're thinking on your feet, which is even better. And so who might I be referring to so that you can go see him? Is it, go ahead. Is it Father Abraham? Had many sons. <laughs> you couldn't be more right. 
It is. That's who I was thinking about. Although there's lots of father figures in the Bible that somebody could have picked, but you chose that one, so you get to go to the Dash game. That's awesome, Kayla. Yay, thanks. Oh, thank you for calling. That takes courage. You know, it ain't so easy to dial one eight six six, but I'm really glad you're doing that. And so, um, this Father's Day, did you have a particular father that you, you you're <laughs> or, that you were uh, wanting well, to mention? Well, I'll be celebrating Tom Barron. No, okay. <laughs> Well, thank you, Kayla. What a delight to have you. Uh, Tom, did you want to say anything to your daughter other than congratulations? Well, Kayla, I'm proud you had that answer. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually Abby. Yeah. Yeah. My All other right. daughter. Well, have a happy weekend. Thank you so much, Kayla. God bless. That's funny. That it really, really is. Okay, so we left our hero, Brian. It was in East Tennessee, and... So the, the immediate question is, you, you, you dug yourself a hole. I've dug those holes. Yeah, and, and you couldn't find your way out, and so you found yourself kind of doing what everybody was telling you you had to do, the judge, your mom, et cetera, et cetera. No, I did it on my own. But judge but, didn't tell me, but I was trying but, to manipulate to see. But of all the different places in the world, if you're in East Tennessee, why, how did God put you at IHOP? <laughs> Two other guys that I know came to the house of prayer, and um, and I was talking to one when he came home, and it was just the day. There were other people in East Tennessee that went to the house of prayer? Really? I don't know how they found it. <laughs> okay. But thank God they did. Yeah. So I was sitting with my phone in my hand, knowing I had to do something, and my friend called and said he had just left the house of prayer, and... Um, I asked him if I could go, and I called Tom at 11 o'clock and was at the house of prayer the next day by 5. 11 o'clock that night? In the morning. Oh, okay. 11. Do you remember this phone call, Tom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of give us a sense of it? Well, it was really a short phone call, I remember, and it was like, Good. I need some help. And I said, okay, well, give me your story. And it was like, well, I, you know, I've got an addiction, and I'm not able to kick it. I've got to do something. And I said, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. It'll by five. I said, five o'clock's your deadline tomorrow. That's the way we used to do it a lot. Um, very short deadline. If you made that decision, you better be ready to really act on it. And he did. And so what does that mean from a standpoint is he's going to be at the house of prayer? Like, does that mean like check in, like you're now living here or what does that mean? That's what, exactly what it means. You check in, this is home uh, for a minimum of six months. So, so you can check in any time you want, but you can never. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, can, you can check out, but you can't leave. <laughs> Which is clearly. So, so Brian, you know, 2016, there you show up. Did you meet the trippy character over here? Yeah, they didn't let me go see him the first uh, Wednesday or Thursday. It was the next. I wasn't ready. You got to be ready to meet Adam. Yeah, you just don't go there in your first. Week. Oh, hallelujah! <laughs> so, what, tell us what that was. Um, it was just, uh, you know, just meeting everybody and just—I was totally ignorant to the Bible. I didn't know anything. Jonah really? and the whale, Jonah and the whale, Easter, Christmas, Noah and the Ark is all I knew. I was totally ignorant to it. I mean, 
you you're using a situation trying to manipulate it to benefit yourself and you go to a Christian program you know nothing about. That's the Lord. Right. There was just it was just the way that the Lord put it in, in front of me that it was easy to go and he was like um that was good. I think he always does it that way but he does it in different ways. Like in my case, I wanted to learn how to sell more cars. So I bought the series The Secret of the, the um Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And he said, I'll never forget this, you're supposed to get up an hour early every morning and read the Bible. If you want a positive mental attitude, there's the secret. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought that was the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. Like, I'm going to learn how to sell more cars by reading this book that's 2,000 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what happened? Yeah, here I am. (laughs) 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 Same kind of thing. He does that. So so you you got there, and what was – what what happened? How did God grab your attention? Well, I just uh, started reading the Bible to pass time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was about 30 days in, and I found out my mom had terminal cancer. Oh, wow. And I was at the house of prayer. And I told Tom I might be leaving, and he said, um, just call home and see how bad it is and tell your family the Lord's got you. So I found out it was terminal. So then that's when I got real with the Lord. I went out behind the chapel and I said, how does this work? You know, I come here, I'm reading your word. My mama's dying of cancer. I said, uh, you know, if you don't show me something, I'm done. But a little stronger than that. And the next day he made himself real to me. Okay. And that was a life-changing moment. I knew that the Lord was real. How How did he do that? Well, I found a bookmark in our uh, warehouse a couple weeks prior, and uh, I needed one, so I put it in my Bible, and it was the little footprints in the sand. Right. Everybody's got it on the wall, Grandma. I put it in my Bible. Found out my mom had cancer on Wednesday, went to the landfill on Thursday. Everybody I talked to, there was a a pastor, a youth minister, and a worship leader. We all prayed. I never shed a tear. I got back home that night. I read my Bible to 2 o'clock in the morning every night once the Lord moved on me. I opened my Bible, and that bookmark was stuck. They say you open the Bible, and the words come off the page. Well, this bookmark about knocked me out of the bed, and he said, I've been carrying you all day. And that was... uh, a life-changing moment for me. I knew he was real at that moment. Wow. Wow. And so, you know, I'm sure everybody wonders, you stayed or you went? Oh, I stayed. I went home and um, Tom let me go home and ride a bus and visit my mom. I stayed 90 days before I even went home. She said, just stay there. So I waited 90 days and went home a few times and, and I would come back and forth until I, I left the house of prayer. It was a 90-day program then, then and right. I did six months. Yeah, I understand. And so how about your mom? She passed. But, you know, during that process of going home, my mom asked my stepdad, what's he up to? Is this one of his hoaxes? I mean, because she was on pain medicine. And my stepdad told my mom, said, you don't have to worry about that boy anymore. He's met Jesus. And he had pastored two churches and walked with the Lord for 62 years. And when she told, 
when my stepdad told my mom that she got her affairs in order and quit the chemo and left, that she knew that we were both okay, she was done, she went home. God healed her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs> he really did. You know, I love that, that Tony Evans' son, when he did his mom's, you know, you're either healed or you're healed. You're either with family or you're with family. And, and, and you know, you've got eternity. And I can imagine the joy that she had um, after many, many prayers, speaking of the house of prayer, that, that she probably lifted. Um, so, Adam, I'm very curious on your take on Brian. So, you you know, you met him, obviously, the second week he was there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what's your take on all that? My take on, Giant, on, on Brian? They call me trippy? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will tell you this. When, when, uh, when Brian first came in, uh, he was like most of the guys that first come in there. Now, now they call me trippy because I don't give them I don't give them any quarter. Immediately I start talking to them about the moving of the Holy Spirit, the glory of God, what it does to you, you know, how to be led by the Spirit of God. What does it mean when Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice? And when I said that, those things, Brian, he kinda of hunkered down in his in his seat and look like I'm about to go to sleep. This guy <laughs> is tripping, which is what they do. So then I try to get them to, I try to get them to meditate. Now bear in mind, a lot of the guys that come to the house of prayer are addicted to heroin. Okay. A lot now. Okay. And the whole point is that I, what I talk to them about is, I, I want you to recognize that, that addiction is a symptom. It's not that the problem is pain. The problem is that you don't know Jesus. The problem is what am I going to do about this pain and how am I going to replace it with joy? How am, how am I, how am I going to get his heart in me? Okay. Now the problem with, and then I teach them how to get still. Oh, I want to teach you how to soak in his presence. Now tearing an addict to soak in his presence like putting him on a mant hound covering ant mound covering him in honey and going <laughs> sit there <laughs> that was Brian alright we got so much more coming to you from IHOP or the house of prayer which by the way is all there at kingdompursuits.com there's videos links to their ministry all sorts of stuff there at kingdompursuits.com so we got so much more coming back with Tom and Adam and Brian You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And so blessed today to have with us these guys from the House of Prayer in High Point, which is, again, um, Alcoholics Home Incorporated, I think, is their official name. And you can find out more about that at Kingdom Pursuits. Um, you know, certainly how to pray for them, how to connect with them, all those things. Maybe you know somebody that could use some help. You know, they are an amazing facility there in High Point, North Carolina. So, Adam, when we left our hero, you had him sitting still with, uh, I like the way you put it, put honey all over him and then set him in the anthill but this would not be the first time he would experience this. <laughs> Apparently, because <laughs> you, you told me a minute ago that 
right after he he left the house of prayer, it, this was not by any means the end of the story. No, not 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 remotely. Now the thing is, is I will tell you this: Brian Brian knew Jesus. Okay, so this is this is an issue of salvation versus sanctification. I mean, if there ever was one, it is like, okay, how am I going to do this? So he leaves on fire, okay? And he'd been getting all this, and then, okay, what do I do with that? So his story is like, huh. So there's this call out to him, I, uh, how do I do this? And that, you know, is that's the cool thing. What, what, what Jesus has done and is doing in Brian's life is just, something. Uh, it's really neat when you look at that in the Hebrew, in the Exodus 6 passage that they use in a Seder, right? That they talk about, they're going to take you out of slavery. That's the first cup of wine. A- and the second one is they're going to deliver you from the bondage of slavery. It's one thing to get out of slavery. It's another thing, it's like they say, you know, it, it it's not hard to take the Israelite out of Egypt, but it's pretty hard to get Israel out of the I mean, Egypt out of the Israelite, right? And that's what the 40 years in the desert was. Yeah, and then Leviticus, when he when he says, I humbled you. Right. Or Deuteronomy, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, this, that, that whole picture. And so you had that coming. <laughs> and, and so what, what Adam said was, is this right? You went back and turned yourself in somehow for something that they didn't know? Well, when I told you that I, I left... Um Tennessee, um, I was on probation, and when I talked to Tom, I left. I didn't tell the probation officer or anybody anything. I just left and came to the house of prayer. So after I'd been here six months, I had a warrant for violation of probation. So I go back to where I come from and turn myself in. And um, I was on uh, three years of supervised probation and when I turned myself in he gave me three years at a hundred percent because it was a violation and he gave me a break the first time so um, I turned and then I got 18 more months on the charge that I got while I was on probation so I got 54 months at a hundred percent and I'd done 12 months and 27 days and the Lord let me out you know, I was wondering, everybody talks about, he says, I'll get you through it, but, you know, don't mean I'll get you out of it. So I went to court and stood there and and was okay with it. I knew he had me, and um, so I'd done 12 months and 27 days, and by the grace of God, he turned me loose. And how did that happen? Um, a friend of mine I used to work for um, knew somebody and needed me back at work and talked to the judge, and it was old. People are saying you can't get him out, and the judge turned me loose that day. <laughs> so, wow. and then wow. I didn't do real well there, and, and um, I started going backwards and knew where I was headed, and that's when I got out and just left everything. And but I settled all my legal. And matters. you made another call to Tom. I called for Waz. Oh, you called. Well, Frank Fannick is what I would refer to him yeah. as. A, Adam and I, another guy that was in that fellowship was Stu Epperson, me, and Adam back in the 90s. Well, um, see, Tom. You called Frank. Or you so, called Fawaz. Yeah, but see, back in 16, when I left the house, I didn't leave on good terms. Tom basically run me off. <laughs> I knew the Lord, but I still was just wild. Okay. And so... Uh, Fawaz came and got me. I stayed with him for about three weeks. Tom let me come back, and I haven't left. 
I mean, that's Jesus in itself. So, Tom, <laughs> can we hear this? <laughs> you, you ran him off. Can you kind of give us an expression of how that, what that was? Well, it's, some people are easier to love than others. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it was, you know, Brian had done well. He was extremely smart, very intelligent. He was doing the Bible reading and all that. But there still was a little bit of an edge on him that he wasn't there. He just wasn't completely there yet. And so... Sometimes that's what you just got to do, you know. We'll, we're here for you when you're ready. And yeah. uh, the sorrows of those who chase after other gods will be multiplied. Yeah. So, yeah, they will. They will. And so then, did Frank or Fanny, uh, Fawaz, they call him, did he come and, and approach you or Adam or how did they get back in your good graces there? Well, they both were calling. <laughs> ringing the phone off the hook and, and I was grateful that we were full at the time um, we just couldn't take them because that 21 days was a definite uh, beautiful retreat for him because when he walked in the door one he was he couldn't wait to get there and um, basically crawled in on his hands and knees and said I will do anything <laughs> but, but in all reality uh, spiritually he had gone through a, a real, a real transformation, a real process spiritually, and, and when he got to the house of prayer, he was a different guy than the man that left, and he was really ready, and uh, he's been nothing but a joy to have have the, at the house of prayer now, and and uh, now you know you know how God does it. We get ambushed, and uh, do things that we never thought we'd be doing, and 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 so now you know when he takes us out of one thing, you. That's basically our ministry, and and Brian has demonstrated that in just a great way, helping other guys out now. So my good friend Bob Young, the uh, Christian junkyard guy, a lot of people know him as 109. You pull it, you know. He 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 said it this way: What I thought made me disqualified made me uniquely qualified, because he'd been involved in drugs and some other stuff. To ask him to teach Sunday school, and he's like, "You got the wrong guy here." <laughs> but no. No, 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 no. Addictions lie in all sorts of places, not just with drugs, mm -hmm. right? And so, and teenagers got all those things. And here's a guy that, well, he's dealt with that stuff, right? And, and so now as a manager there at the house, right, you're still there to this day. And you're uniquely, you've seen this stuff before. You, you, you know what the look is and you know what I imagine as you meet these guys coming in, right, Brian? Yeah, I've done been down that road, and um, I mean, I'm not glorifying the devil, but I was good at it. I did it for 46 <laughs> years. Yeah, I get it. And um, I just hate to see people go down the same road, and you can see, you know, some get it and some don't, and you know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm just speaking from experience that, um, you know, you can get out of those holes for so long. But sometimes you don't get out of the hole because it's the grave. Wow. Yeah, and unfortunately, I know a few, I have a few friends that are there. Amen. Um, which may be a healing in its own way as well, you know, as the case may be. Um, and so how many guys do you guys have now? 20. You have 20 guys at the house. 20 residents and three staff also uh, that live there. And you're one of those staff that live there? Yes, sir. So you don't have to live with Frank anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Frank doesn't have a TV, does he, Adam? <laughs> mm. 
Anyway, that's 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 really beautiful. And so the program these days, um, Tom, is it still ninety days, or what's is it just however long you think it needs to be? Well, we 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 are a minimum of six months now. Really, uh, we really we really realize that with the opioid epidemic and now methamphetamines, um, it's really just a, a real horrible drug. It's really a dirty, messy, rotten, chemical, toxic drug that does so much damage to the brain and the body that it really takes people three months just to get a head clear to even be able to you know receive what we're what we're serving up at the house of prayer so we've changed our program to a six-month program and all right well we've got another episode still one more <laughs> one more section with adam and tom and brian i know you're looking forward to that i am i am so stay tuned. We've got so much more Kingdom Pursuits coming up. Meanwhile, if you're more interested in House of Prayer, obviously you can go to House of Prayer in High Point. You'll find that easy enough. Or go to kingdompursuits.com. There's videos there of testimonies, all sorts of neat stuff. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. Really blessed, really blessed to have such good friends here today, old friends. Uh, Tom, who is the president of the House of Prayer there in High Point, as well as my friend Adam Draper, my new friend Brian, <laughs> who I have several friends in common with. It's very interesting to me because I know Frank Fanick all too well. Um, <laughs> Fuaz, as you guys call him, but I can never, you know, I'm I, I never made the switch to Fouaz. I don't know. I can always just, just, I just call him Frank, but that's okay. So Adam, you know, the interesting thing about when you volunteer, I, I've been doing a, um, well, I have a lot of ministries God lets me play in. And, and one of the places I, I, I do a, a nursing home that's there, there in Monksville. Huh. And, and I get to tell my jokes. They laugh. They I got, believe me. <laughs> I actually hand them sheets of my jokes every week, but anyway. That's scary. You're it, scaring me. It is. It is. <laughs> but what, what blows me away is you go there thinking, you know, I'm going to help these people. I'm, I'm going to serve. But it isn't what happens at all. It's like God serves you up. Like, I, I'm curious. You've been, you've been there a long time in the house of prayer. Like, how has God served you up in, in your time at IHOP? <laughs> I hope that's so funny. Um, well, you know, Tom, Tom and I were Tuesday regulars at Fawaz's uh, prayer meeting that he had every Tuesday morning, and that that's how we knew it. When and so when when Tom got that job, we were all yay in it, okay. And then all of a sudden, here comes Tom going good. Uh, so you and Fawaz now need to come out here and start teaching, and so Fawaz did. And um, it does what Fawaz does. Fawaz is an amazing teacher. He's, yeah. he's amazing. Uh, and, and then, you know, Tom said, well, I mean, he learned from Fawaz. Let's get, let's get Adam to do it. That was less than amazing. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that, that what happened out there was that I, I just, somebody needed to start talking to these guys about, um, soaking in the presence of the Lord and, and replacing that with, with 
look, you've got. I'm sorry. Addiction. I'm glad you, you you mentioned that. You know, it was interesting to me this morning. I'm in the Song of Songs, was you know actually memorizing it because I'm trying to get the idea of these statutes. Okay. And, and this idea of getting closer to God in this marriage. And it says his left hand is underneath my head. His right hand embraces me, okay? And, and so I was just experiencing that this morning going, okay, now if you can actually lay down, which is the idea of laying down your life for the sheep, lay down. And when you only time you can get this position now is if you lay down. Then his left hand can get under your head and his right hand can embrace you. And what do you experience when that happens? And so what I experienced this morning was, oh, wow, I'm face-to-face, man. Mm. Uh, You're face-to-face. And actually, that's scary uh, to some extent. Like, can I even take this? (laughs) But as I I soaked it and I said, no, this is where I need to be, and then I started to realize the joy that was in that and start, you know, because in his presence is fullness of joy. Well, if you can get really in his presence, and I don't know if you ever looked at the word embrace in Hebrew, Adam, because I know Adam is a Hebrew fan like me, but the word is spectacular. It's spectacular because it's this idea of the, essentially the holiness. There's a, there's a kuf in it, which means you're getting as close to God as you can possibly get to in his house with this strong desire to be encompassed by him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it all has to do with Jesus. Like, this is for you. This is a God hug. And and so what you're doing when you're asking people to soak in his presence is getting that which they were looking for in that high, right? Yes. Yes, it's exactly. They don't call him most high for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so good. They don't call him. (laughs) Did you get that Christian writing that down? They don't call him the most high for nothing. Okay. You replace it. I mean, the the whole the whole thing is is that Satan is a liar, and I I, we we don't have bad enough words for that dude. And he he steals the things of the kingdom from the children, and then offers them a counterfeit. So think what I what I what I tell the guys. Okay, I want you to imagine that, particularly people who have been chasing. Uh, heroin. As I understand it, I don't want to be a poser about this. I know that because guys have told me that once you get that first one, you're chasing it. You're chasing that same high the entire time. You never quite get it again. He's a liar and a thief and, and, a, and a torturer. Okay? So you get them to where they know that and they feel like there's nothing I can do besides that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here in this moment. I'm in pain. I don't have to be in pain. In 15 minutes, I could not be in pain anymore. I don't care about that. I don't care if it kills me. And you tell those guys, okay, Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. You can live in the midst of his bliss, but you got to learn how to hear it. It replaces it. Replace it with his bliss because that's eternal. Wow. Words to live by right there, I'm going to tell you, because we're all looking for that high. We're looking for the most high. I had never thought about that. (laughs) That's beyond cool. Well, the House of Prayer, again, you can go to Kingdom Pursuits or just go to House of Prayer in High Point. Pretty easy to find. 
and, and pray for them and think about, well, God, what might you have for me in this? Well, thank you, Tom, so much for being with us. It's just an honor, oh, actually. Yeah, and thanks so much for having us, Robbie. Brian, man, dude, like, what a story. Keep up the great work. I'm so glad that to have met you and Adam. Now, you guys listening, oh my goodness, it's Father's Day, and you got so much truth coming at you. Encouraging prayer followed by Masculine Journey. This is the Truth Network.